Our reading this morning is from the New Testament, Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 35. The parable of the unforgivable, the un, sorry, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times. Seven. Seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Amen. Apologise. 
and then that would be a situation sorted. <coughs> the word unforgivable actually crops up a lot more in the media. Unforgivable acts of torture, unforgivable acts of war, unforgivable Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. <laughs> 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 situations. And often I've noticed if there's been a high profile murder trial, a family will come out for a press conference and there'll be a certain few phrases that will come up. Justice has been served. He or she got what they deserved. These families have got something out of it. They have justice, they have closure, they have revenge, perhaps? Occasionally there'll be a family that will come out and say, we forgive the person who harmed our family. We forgive them. And I'm sat there watching the TV thinking, really? Do you really understand what you're saying? Perhaps they think they do, but perhaps there's a process towards forgiveness. I mean, one question to think about is, what if they're certain that person had committed the crime, but they hadn't been convicted? What if they were found innocent? Would they still forgive them, despite the fact they have been set free? An American writer called Don Miller uh, suggests that when you come towards forgiveness, you actually go through stages similar to stages of grief. <coughs> Firstly, has the offence hurt you? Have you been hurt deep down? Are you in pain after what's happened? And then, have you become angry deep within you? Have you lost control of your emotions? Not become violent, <coughs> per se. Don't really suggest that you hold cow against the person who has hurt you, but maybe have a close group of friends you can turn to and say, I can't control what I'm feeling. This person has hurt me and I'm feeling angry and I don't know what to do. And then moving through anger to acceptance. What has happened is fact. It happened in the past. We can't jump into a TARDIS or DeLorean and go back and try and change what's happened. That's beyond our capability. We just have to accept what's happened, and that's it. And through that acceptance, you might come to a place where you're ready to forgive. But it's much more than just forgive. It's love. If you find yourself hating the person who has hurt you, you're not in really a good position to forgive. Because forgiveness is born out of love. Forgiveness, then, isn't really that simple. It's a process. You have to go through a lot before you come to that place where you're ready to say, I forgive you. I even go as far as saying that forgiveness is a form of suffering. Most people forgiveness as a virtue and praise the beauty of it. But I think there's a really big reason why so many people are unwilling to forgive when someone's hurt them. It's because they're not willing to suffer. Like in this murder trial, the family said we're going to forgive them, but only because the, the criminal's been convicted. They've come to a place where they don't have to deal with that anymore. So often in situations, we have to keep dealing with it. We have to keep processing the situation. And it's not just any kind of suffering that we are called to. To forgive is to willfully bear and willfully embrace a wound. 
And that seems so unnatural. Our normal instinct is to offer an offence in return. We call it getting even, but really it's just revenge. And that is not what we are called to. And we delude ourselves into believing that once we have paid back everything we sorted, like Frank Castle in the Punisher comics, someone takes something of his, he takes something of theirs. Getting even is not the way to go about it. And even when we wonder, oh, should I have done that? They did it seems to me, I'm going to be asked now, I don't know if I should have done that. We console ourselves with the words of an American visionary, a, uh, a wordsmith, an officer, Kanye West, where he says, how can something so wrong make me feel so right? Retribution is a false sense of judgment. We don't get ahead. We don't, sorry, we don't get ahead even, we get ahead. We pay back, and then that person pays back. Vengeance keeps spiraling, spiraling out of control, escalating to a dangerous degree. You often hear these stories about siblings or friends who are at a young age now falling out, and neither of them stood up to say we need to stop this. And so they keep paying back, and again and again, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, relationships permanently damaged. Because no one stood up to say, I'm sorry, or no one stood up to say, I forgive you. And perhaps you're sat here thinking, well, I'm not the sort of person to retaliate. I'm not the sort of person to be able to seek out vengeance. Like, yeah, I agree, I'm not that type of person either. But it can take different forms. Bottling it up is the same kind of thing. Holding onto the wounds, never forgiving and never forgetting. And if we think that withholding forgiveness allows us to control the situation, then we are so wrong. All it will do is eat us up inside. It will slowly imprison us, and it will slowly kill us. As people of God, we are not called to retaliate, and we are not called to bottle up. We are called to forgive much, because we have been forgiven much. We are called to be agents of forgiveness. We, as Christians, are called to suffer. It's a really big challenge, I know. It's not something you have to tell a young Christian, okay, you become a Christian, fantastic, you give your life to God. Now, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard work, and you're going to have to go through sufferings. See, when we've been wounded, we want to make things right. A relationship has been fractured, has been broken. Forgiveness is like a plaster, an attempt to mend the relationship, to fix the situation. But it puts the pressure on the one who's been wounded to step forward and take action. So like those two children who have been fighting, the first one hit the other, the parent comes to say, you apologise. How often do we say to the other child who's been hurt, you forgive them? It's not something that is easy to say. And so often it calls for the person to absorb the sin that's been committed. A few of us went through that source of Bible last week for a fantastic time of worship, fellowship, and teaching. In one of the main meetings, Michael Abarchi, who was leading that time, he gave a call for young people to come forward to receive ministry and to receive prayer. Specifically, for young people within the past year had been hurt, who within the last year had had a really, really tough time. And as we 
Jesus 
risen again. He came alive again as a new person. Perfect and glorious. And that can happen to us as well. But we have to go through a little bit of pain first. Forgiveness is a form of suffering. But for those willing to endure it, they will find the heart of Jesus. For when we are able to forgive, we liberate the one who has sinned against us. And we liberate ourselves, just as we have been liberated through the forgiveness provided by Christ on the cross. So my brothers and sisters, may you suffer well. Find the liberation forgiveness can bring. And may this lead to you and many others into the arms of our forgiving God. Amen. We're going to have a short time just to sit quietly and reflect on that. Maybe there's someone in your life that you need to forgive and you've not even contemplated it yet. Maybe you're still wrestling.